Look, I want to talk to you about something serious. If you're a veteran and having thoughts of suicide, you are not alone. There are people out there that have your back, like Next Chapter, with free services like health and wellness counseling, transition and employment, and family services like housing, food aid, and financial assistance. To learn more, visit nextchapterco.org because your next chapter is worth writing. If you or someone you know may be considering suicide, dial 988 plus one. In the Pikes Peak region, veterans make up 27% of the population, and that doesn't include veteran spouses or veteran family members. As a community, the military is in the very fiber of our being. As members, partners, and leaders of the community, it's our responsibility to offer support to veterans whenever they need it. These are people that had a calling, took the oath, and served our country. We have to be there for them. And at Mont Carmel Veterans Service Center, we've made it our mission to do just that. Since we opened our doors, we've helped over 100,000 veteran and military family members with transition, employment, health, and wellness services. And in 2022, we opened two new locations in Pueblo and Trinidad, expanding our reach and making services even more accessible. In addition, we kicked off a new partnership with UC Health and the Colorado Behavioral Health Administration called Next Chapter, a wellness collaborative to combat veteran suicide. We're proud of our work, but we know it's never finished. We also know we can't do this alone. We have over 200 amazing community partners, but we need more. If you're part of the Pikes Peak community, you're part of the veteran community. I urge you to volunteer, to make a donation, or even just take time to check up on a veteran in your life. When it comes to building a brighter future, we are all in this together. You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. I'm Ted Robertson. You're listening to a special to The Veteran's Voice, and the holidays are coming, Christmas especially. It's one of our favorite times of year. Our visitors today, Sarah and Isaiah Berberet. They are the co-founders of Operation Christmas, giving back the story behind this organization and these two wonderful people is really astounding. It started when Mr. Isaiah was just a young seven-year-old. He hatched an idea. He wanted to make cookies for people, sell them, use the money for toys, and give the toys to kids who needed them. And mom, Sarah, helped make that happen. So welcome to you both, Sarah and Isaiah. It is truly a treat to have you both here. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. What a story. We're going to walk through uh, some bits and pieces of that. But Sarah, let's talk about you just a little bit. You have some connections to the military as a former military spouse. Now you're a single mom. So I had the opportunity to live the military lifestyle, and I really got a understanding of what our military really does and everything they really give up. Um, so that has kind of fostered into the reason why I love doing Operation Christmas Giving Back. One of the other fun facts about you is that you are one of five sisters, the youngest of the youngest, because you were a twin and the youngest of the two twins. Yes, that was fun growing up. 
<laughs> no doubt. <laughs> now you have a family of your own, and is Isaiah your only? Uh, nope, I have a wonderful 10-year-old Carson as well. Wonderful, Isaiah and Carson together. Isaiah, what was it that happened in your world at the young age of seven that made you want to do something for other kids? So one day we were going to school, and I heard on the radio a kid had raised $600 and donated it. So I was just seven at the time, and I was like, Mom, I want to do that. I want to do that. So we did, and she helped make it happen. The first year we made $127, and we got a few board games. And you were able to give those to kids that you knew were in need. Right. Yeah, so you and Mom have been uh, this team in the group that you formed or the organization that you formed that is now known as Operation Christmas Giving Back. Yep. Your cookies that you make. I understand that you are the only person on the planet that knows the recipe. Me and my mom. Okay, so this secret will be forever kept. Is it a particular kind of cookie? Chocolate chip, blueberry white chocolate chip, Butterfinger. Oh, I need to stop. I'll go on forever. There's so many flavors, but they're really good. <laughs> So for Operation Christmas Giving Back, um, around October we start, and well, you can buy the cookies all throughout the year from my mom's bakery called Munchkies Cookies, and 10% of her profit goes to Operation Christmas Giving Back. You can donate money for cookies. Okay, so you're donating money for cookies, and then you guys are using the funds to buy Christmas presents for uh, other kids who need them. Yes, sir, and then we donate all the toys to Warriors Warehouse on Fort Carson and we get to our goal of 5,000 we want to be able to sponsor a few bigger military families. And the organization is growing and becoming more sophisticated all the time. You are now officially a 501c3 which means you're an official nonprofit. Yes sir and one more thing about when we first started at first it was not called Operation Christmas Giving Back it was Operation Santa Claus. Which is fitting. Yep. It's very fitting. Yes, sir. The real reason you're doing it is to give back, though. Yeah. And you learned that spirit when you were very, very young. Compliments to you, Sarah. You passed something very special onto this young man. I want my kids to know it's not about getting all of the time. It's more about giving and the wonderful feeling you get when you give. The first year you guys were in operation in Fort Bliss, Texas, how much money did you raise? $127. And you have, uh, over the years, we'll give that number a little bit later because I want people to kind of anticipate this. This is a, a big number. Isaiah, you're learning how to operate a business. You're learning how to operate a nonprofit. Is that changing how you view what you're going to do with the rest of your life right now? Well, when I'm a millionaire, I'm going to help a lot of people as much as I can. That's my goal. I want to have a lot of money so I can help a lot of people or just help a lot of people even if I don't have money. Truly, truly a giving heart, and we just absolutely love that. As you say, you're now donating to Warriors Warehouse that's on Fort Carson, and you say you've been blessed to be able to partner with a lot of other companies and organizations in the community to help meet your goals. Sarah, you've raised about how much in thousands over the history of uh, the organization? We've raised about $10,000 um, in total, maybe a little bit more since we started. Um, and we've donated hundreds, probably thousands of toys as we've partnered with IKEA. Um, they gave us a challenge in 2018 that if we raised $2,000, they would donate 2,000 toys. 
we went over that amount and they donated more toys. Sarah and Isaiah, you guys are such a wonderful team together. A, a mom and her son working together to do wonderful things. Uh, Sarah, are you a baker by vocation, by first love? It's become a passion um, since Operation Christmas Giving Back has started. And I've learned a lot of recipes. I've made up my own recipes. And now I just love to bake. It's kind of a stress reliever knowing that my baking is going to be enjoyed, especially when people donate to Operation Christmas Giving Back and get to enjoy the cookies. And you get to send Isaiah out to make a whole bunch of deliveries, no doubt. And he's my taste tester. Ah, okay. <laughs> that is a perfect job for you, especially a growing teenager. So, uh, to you both, what is the goal for 2022? $5,000. In my opinion, I think we can make a lot more than that. But our goal right now is 5000 And how close are you getting so far? We're at about 3200 Wow, you're going to make that goal, and I think you are going to surpass it. What do you think, Mom? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Let's talk a little bit more about who benefits from Operation Christmas Giving Back and why they benefit. So Warriors Warehouse is who we donate to. Um, I like that we could donate to them because they let any branch of the military come in um, and get toys for their children. And we've formed a really good relationship with Donna Swanson um, there, and she's a real inspiration um, to us. Um, but we really love giving back to Warriors Warehouse and to the military because as we have lived a military lifestyle, we see or have experienced the financial stressors for lower-ranking military families. Um, and I know Isaiah remembers when he was younger, me and my ex-husband always stressing about how are we going to give them Christmas, having to do layaway. And I don't feel like our military should have to worry about how they're going to give their kids Christmas when they give so much up for our country. Their families give up time with their spouse. Their kids have to go without a parent while they're deployed or in training. And so we just want to make it a little bit easier um, on our military at Christmas time. I agree, and um, I'm hoping eventually, once our nonprofit grows even more, we can help other families and not just military families too. So Isaiah, your your mom is is helping you realize dreams and helping you help other people have Christmases. I think that might be leading you into becoming an entrepreneur, a business owner, and then from there. Like you said, earning a million dollars and becoming a philanthropist. Yes, sir. So you might like to use that money, like you said, to help other people. Now let's talk about how people can get involved because you have a goal of 5000 for this year. Over the years, you've raised about $10,000. Uh, you are really ramping and amping up. How can people get involved to help you in your mission? We are always looking for volunteers to help us on the weekends. Um, honestly, it gets quite exhausting doing it ourselves. You know, if there's kids out there, teenagers, younger kids that want to experience the feeling of giving back, um, they are more than welcome to message me on Facebook, um, Operation Christmas Giving Back, or email at Operation Christmas Giving Back at hotmail.com. Um, we're also you know, always looking for donations 
and for people with businesses to offer their space so that we could set up um, in front of their business uh, so we get more traffic flow. You're listening to Sarah and Isaiah Berberet, co-founders of Operation Christmas Giving Back. Uh, Mr. Isaiah, 16 years old now, has been involved in this business with his mom since they hatched the idea way back when he was just seven years old. A wonderful heart. Now, Mr. Isaiah, uh, people have moments in their lives, and you and your mom have had some moments in your own lives as you're growing Operation Christmas Giving Back. What can you tell us about your most powerful moment to date? Well, so I think it was 2018. Um, we What we did was there was a family of, they had seven kids, and we had enough money to sponsor their family. So we got them the bigger things on their Christmas list. We got the kids' iPods and their other presents that they wanted. And um, we gave it to the family, and we got to put it under their tree, and we gave the mom and dad a, a gift card to the melting pot so they could have a good Christmas, too. Perfect. And they were so appreciative. It was yeah. an amazing feeling to be able to take it to their house. It was amazing, something that's unforgettable for sure. Young Isaiah is being shaped and influenced in some very special ways here. Sarah, and I, you beam when you talk about them, as well you should. <laughs> Here's our last question. We're going to give a call to action to everyone. We're going to tell you uh, how to help and what our friends at Operation Christmas Giving Back need for you to help them help others. What's it like to go Christmas toy shopping with all that money that you raised, Mr. Isaiah? The one year we went to Ross, and there was, there was quite a bit of kids. We filled up a lot of shopping carts, and we had so much money, we kept having to go back and get more and more toys. And um, before that, we would go on Black Friday and get bikes. We got quite a bit of bikes, and we filled up a whole U-Haul, the back of a U-Haul trailer with toys, and we got to donate them. Uh, it is truly a privilege to be with you and watch you grow into, I know you're going to be a very, very special guy. And uh, we thank you for everything that you're doing. Sarah, to you, always looking for volunteers and donations. And uh, if you don't mind kind of going through your contact information one more time, what can volunteers do or somebody who wants to volunteer do get to get engaged with you? Sure. Um, so we could be reached on Facebook on Operation Christmas Giving Back. And um, hot, uh, email is Operation Christmas Giving Back at hotmail.com. Um, if we have volunteers that volunteer more than twice, they get to come help us Christmas shop. Um, and we honestly, we're going to need the help Christmas shopping. So please, please, please volunteer. Um, and then donations, if you're not able to stop by um, where we're located, which I post every um, Friday where we'll be that weekend on Facebook. Um, if you're not able to stop by and um, get some hot cocoa and cookies, you can donate via PayPal at Operation Christmas GI or Venmo at Operation Christmas Giving Back. And please follow our Facebook page so you could see when we shop and when we take all of the toys to Warriors Warehouse. It's a really powerful experience, even if you just get to watch it from afar. And a super easy search on Facebook. It's Operation Christmas Giving Back. Perfect. Sarah and Isaiah Berberet, the co-founders of Operation Christmas Giving Back. 
If you'd like to donate to support the work that um, they are doing, you can do so on Venmo at Operation Christmas Giving Back or PayPal, Operation Christmas GI. Follow them on Facebook at Operation Christmas Giving Back. Volunteer if you can. Thank you both so, so much for being here. We wish you huge success. We can't wait to see you reach that goal and then smash it, Mr. Isaiah. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It was a real um, honor. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you both for all you do. I'm Ted Robertson. You've been listening to a special to the Veterans Voice. You're listening to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. I'm Ted Robertson. You're listening to a special to the Veterans Voice, and a special edition it is because we're rapidly headed into the holidays. Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center set up to serve and support military-connected families. Uh, You find yourselves in tough spots sometimes. We're going to talk to a couple of uh, wonderful staff members here who don't want you to feel so live-wired when you call and ask for help. Our first of two guests today, Jackie Warmbier. Jackie is the Behavioral Health Administrator here for Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and Alice Miles, who's a case manager here. Uh, Alice, why don't we start with you? And then what I'd like you to do is introduce your colleague, Jackie. Let's sort of uh, refresh on your role and uh, your areas of expertise here at Mount Carmel. Absolutely. So I'm here with my colleague, Jackie. She works over in behavioral health, and sometimes we have to consult about the clients that I see as a case manager in our military veteran family services department. Uh, What I would like everyone to be aware of as far as what my department does is we do provide non-clinical case management services and often with that comes emergency financial assistance as well. But my department is seeing an overwhelming amount of need from the community right now. Um, I think it would help the community to know that my department is made up of four case managers. We carry a caseload collectively of about 200 clients, which means about 50 clients per case manager right now. And the most significant need that we see is rental and mortgage assistance needs, seconded to um, homeless veterans and their families who are seeking assistance with regaining some housing stability. Uh, We follow that by seeing needs for things like vehicle repairs or other emergency-based financial assistance needs. Uh, We are near the end of the fiscal year, and the grant funding that we have access to that was already limited is now needing to be stretched across a significantly larger amount of clients in need so that we can help more people. This has reduced the amount of help that we're able to provide individually, and in a given day, our appointment line can see up to 30 calls. And now, um, just to try to meet that need, because we are here to help and we are looking to provide as much assistance as possible. We're booking out until about mid-December to try to accommodate the increasing need. Ultimately, the goal is to get to everyone who needs that help. And so we will talk about uh, resources internal and external to Mount Carmel. Let's um, visit with Jackie here for a moment or two. Jackie, give us a little bit on on your background and uh, your role here in uh, Mount Carmel. Hi, uh, my name's Jackie. I'm over in the Behavioral Health Department. Uh, Thank you for having me. And I love not only what Mount Carmel does, but what my department does. So in behavioral health, uh, a lot of people are unaware of the services that we offer, but we have not only different counseling services, uh, but we have alternative therapies, which uh, range between our art program, our yoga, our music expression, and Tai Chi. And then we've got multiple different uh, support groups. 
the thing that I'm loving uh, and love to remind people about is our support groups and our alternative therapies are 100% free. And those we can get you into pretty much immediately. And our support groups range between our PTSD group, our women's veterans group, and our chemical addictions group. Now, similar to what uh, MVFS, or Military Veterans Family Services Department, is experiencing is uh, through the holidays, like you had mentioned, the increase in needs of services and what we can take in that they um, counteract one another. And so our counseling services, because we are an education-based program, we do book for screenings first. Sadly, right now we are booked at the beginning of December, so my next appointments are December 5th, that Monday. We are working on trying to open more up, uh, so we again do ask that um, you be patient with us. We'd love to get those services to everybody as quickly as possible. So we have different resources that are available that I'm sure we'll go into. But um, overall, getting that information out there, if you need us, please give us a call. Um, the Behavioral Health Line is 719-309-4758. Uh, and I'm more than likely the voice that you will hear on the other side of that phone. Yeah, you're running one of the busier departments in the operation, but let's have a point of clarification. Uh, you represent behavioral health, yeah. Jackie. Yeah. And uh, Alice, you are here representing military, military family, veteran. and veteran services. Yeah. So two of the largest departments. Talk about the things that are most urgent that you're seeing right now and how you are, are addressing those. Um, as I stated before, the most significant need that we see is clients coming in seeking rental or mortgage assistance, followed by um, our homeless veterans who are coming in looking to regain some stability in their lives and housing assistance. Unfortunately, um, we are just not able to assist on such a large scale need where we have clients who come in with deferred mortgage payments up to $3,000, where I've personally seen someone as high as $7,000 behind. And as much as we would like to be able to help and get someone completely caught up, we're really only able to provide a portion of that assistance and collaboratively work with our clients um, as case managers to help them meet new goals, reestablish the sense of stability, and really rely on our community partners to also provide some financial assistance. But we are all in the same boat, looking to help and provide as much assistance as we're able to but drawing from really limited pools of funding as well. So we are also asking that the community and those who are in a position to donate um, contact Mount Carmel if they're able to and ask about um, providing a little bit of donations towards either our food pantry that's available on site because that gets cleaned out relatively quickly, especially with our larger families who are living in food insecurity, but also asking um, for people who are in a position to donate to private funds so that we are able to continue supporting our military veterans and their families. So sometimes we are able to reach out to a partner and say, hey, this is the situation, this is what we're looking at, and here's the severity of need. It doesn't always work. Um, they are often limited in their funding as well. So there is not zero help. There are stop gaps, and you are networked very, very heavily in the community with other agencies that can step in as a partner and take care of something super, super urgent. Yes, it is our goal to be able to provide as close to immediate help as we are able to. But when we are not, we are very lucky to have the network that we do. Alice Miles, case manager on the 
military veteran and family services side of Mount Carmel. Jackie, to you, uh, you have some resources on the behavioral health side that you can offer. Uh, We're going to drop all those phone numbers and links into this post for the podcast. You'll see that out there on LinkedIn and Facebook not long from now. You can catch it at veteransvoice.us. That's veteransvoice.us. Jackie, some advice for those people feeling a lot of extra stress and need right now. What is most helpful on both sides, the person who needs the help and the people here that are trying to give that help? Um, Well, my my best advice is still to call in. One of the things that I love about Mount Carmel is, like Alice was saying, is if we aren't able to get you those immediate resources, we'll do everything in our power to get you connected somewhere. Mount Carmel has a great reputation in the community and has built up a ton of resources. And um, although it is that season where uh, behavioral health is backlogged in a lot of different ways, so it's not just us, it's all around, we're all still going to work together. Um, And so give that call still. Don't let this discourage you um, and communicate with us. Let us know uh, the needs and so we can help get you connected to exactly where um, and what you're needing as soon as possible. Uh, We will have crisis resources and one that I always like to clarify, uh, crisis, everyone then immediately thinks suicide. However, Diversus Health Lighthouse uh, Walk-In Crisis Center, they are great about saying that whatever a crisis is to you is what they will help you with. If you just want to get on the phone and be able to speak with somebody about something you're going through and you just want someone there that is a licensed professional, uh, we'd love to get you connected to all those things, though. That's uh, one of our major goals. Connect with us. Don't be afraid to connect with us, especially if you are in urgent need. Alice and Jackie, thank you both for all you do. We know this is a tough time of year for those outside the organization needing help and inside stretching the resources that we have. For those of you who can help, please do. Again, call our main number, 772-7000, area code 719. Visit our website at veteranscenter.org. That's veteranscenter.org and donate if you can to help provide services that all of uh, those who need them have to have, especially this time of year. I'm Ted Robertson. You've been listening to a special to the Veterans Voice. You've been listening to the Veterans Voice presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by supporting partner The Wire Nut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDO News Radio Sundays at 7:30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps. Look, I get it. Most of us veterans don't like to talk about our feelings. We took the oath. We served. We sacrificed. We're supposed to be independent and fearless, right? But did you know that 83% of veterans experience some form of traumatic stress response? We need to talk about that. And at Next Chapter Community Collaborative, we do. Next Chapter provides veterans and their families with free services to write a future full of security and fulfillment including sessions with licensed therapists who really understand the veteran's experience. We understand because many of us are veterans too. 
We provide a safe place to communicate openly and honestly. There's no judgment, only a team of dedicated professionals working around the clock to provide support to any veteran who needs it. So, if you or a veteran you know is struggling, we've got you. Find services and get started at nextchapterco.org. If you or someone you know may be considering suicide, dial 988, then press 1. USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100.